It rings a little bit and then it answers and I go, help! <laughs> We're stuck out here! Help! Hello and welcome to the very first episode of our Boonie Babies podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Aria. And we are the co-founders of Boonie Babies, which is our nonprofit dog rescue located on the island of Saipan. Saipan is a U.S. territory located in the Pacific near the island of Guam, which is another island that we didn't know was a real place before moving out here. I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, um, or if it's just a Midwest thing, but oh, that's all the way out in Guam, like something you say when you're driving far. Yeah, that's what we grew up with, and we <laughs> very naively did not even realize that that was a real place. I thought it was like an Atlantis thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we end up on Saipan, and an important thing about Saipan and everything that we do and what Boonie Babies is, this one key factor is that Saipan is covered in stray dogs. Yeah, the last study here done was like in 2012 and they estimated it at 25 to 30,000 stray dogs on a very small island. It's about 12 by 5 miles, something like that, and about 7,000 miles away from the US mainland. It is a US territory. Yeah, so we're on this little rock in the middle of the ocean with lots of dogs and as two young girls coming from the mainland who had never seen or experience anything involving seeing animals in that light. Um, I mean, the average person is not used to seeing stray dogs that are in horrible condition, not just like happy stray dogs, but dogs that are really in rough shape everywhere you turn your head, getting hit by cars, suffering from different diseases, starving, this and that. So pretty quickly- And there's not even a vet here. Yeah, and there's no vet. So pretty quickly after moving here, we started our own efforts and it went from Aria driving around with a bag of dog food in the back of her car, feeding the strays, to rescuing one here and there, to TikTok fame. And now here we are making our podcast with about our nonprofit organization with 20 dogs in the living room. Yeah, whereas, so let's, let's, I want you to close your eyes and picture this. First, start with the sense of smell. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> a little bit of wet dog mixed with a puddle of pee here and there. There's two puppies sleeping behind us, one under the table, like four on the couch. So it's a hot mess, but that's the way we like it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so as we sit here completely surrounded by dogs, a big question we often get asked is, how did you end up here? And the answer is very simple. We have been manifesting this. <laughs> yeah, like on accident. It spiraled out of control, clearly. Uh, at one point, I think the max number of dogs we had was 60? 63. 63. And we did have volunteers that were helping us out. But yeah, it went from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, the truth was, like, even as children, 101 Dalmatians was our favorite show. And we watched it at least two times a day. Every day, every day, grandma would pick us up from school. We'd go home. She'd make us a chocolate milkshake. And she'd ask us what movie we'd like to watch. And every day, we would put the VCR in of 101 Dalmatians. And I think that imprinted on our young minds a little too specifically. Yeah, we took it a little too serious. Um, Aria memorized every single type of dog breed. I think about 
about by the age of 10. We had one of those books, like dictionaries Holy from Barnes & Noble. And we went to Catholic school as well. <laughs> so every single day. <laughs> this, we is were... where it all, this is where it really goes wrong. <laughs> every single day, the teachers were like, okay, prayer time. Pray for your hopes and wishes in life. And little, so you were probably supposed to be praying for like world peace yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, you know, hunger. Yeah. yeah. Homeless. Mm -hmm. um, no, I prayed. To find a stray dog on the way home from school every single day. And I think that's prayers added up. Sometimes you just got to have patience and trust, I suppose. God saved all of those and then dumped it yes. on in two years. <laughs> picking them up two off years the of Catholic school prayers. <laughs> picking them up off the streets of Pueblo, Colorado and airdropped them <laughs> onto Saipan. Exactly. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> so... Here we are. When we first came out to Ireland, I was 17 and you were 15. And it was just this absolute crazy adventure from day one. I mean, picture your average white American family that's never left the country and all of a sudden decides to move. <laughs> and although Saipan is a U.S. territory, it is nothing like the States. Like, I can't even describe. Vastly different. Yeah, I, it's... We'll have to get into that another time, but there are just, it's a beautiful mix of all these different cultures and people and things, uh, none of which we had really been exposed to. So it was a huge culture shock. Um, on day one, though, <laughs> day one on Saipan for us starts out strong, starts out strong, almost ended Boonie Babies immediately ended us <laughs> <laughs> so after like a it's like it takes you about 48 hours to even get to this island you yeah trek across the entire world and then you get here and it's beautiful it's paradise it's Warm, everything you see you're dripping wet you walk out and you're literally a wet blanket of humidity slaps you in the face slaps you in the face and so us just like the movies <laughs> Little Colorado girls who barely had seen the ocean in their lives were like, let's go to the beach immediately. I just remember being so excited, too, to take pictures and post on Instagram. We had somehow got our hands on a kayak. <laughs> I, it was, I don't even know the difference between a kayak and a canoe. No, this no. thing had one seat, one paddle. We had no business being out here. We were like, we're here to get our Instagram pics. And tan. Yeah. We came in December, so, you know, we're going to go back to Colorado, like, stunting on everyone we're at the beach in a kayak a one-person kayak no life jackets crucial information cru oh and one paddle <laughs> two stupid white girls two stupid white girls <laughs> <laughs> so we get this kayak at the beach and we drag it into the water the pristine clear oh this is this is the most beautiful water you've ever seen like i'm looking out the window right now and the best way to describe it is if you've ever seen the movie Moana, yeah. how the reef yeah. surrounds the island, the water truly is the most beautiful yeah. crystal aqua blue that you've ever seen. You know those candy rock sticks? Those like crystal yes. blue you can candy like, make them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what That's it looks like. And then, but the reef surrounds the island. So it's a beautiful contrast of this light blue and then the line where the reef is and the waves are hitting it and then dark. just dark open ocean dark. this is also another important factor to remember in this story anyway so grace is paddling <laughs> we're in the kayak leisurely leisurely having a great time we're laughing having so much fun and inside the reef there's not really any waves at all it's very very calm it's also very shallow Waste you can go at most 
super far out and still be able to touch. It's pretty insane. So we're paddling and we see like these little wave ripples and we're having a good time, but it's a little too casual. <laughs> Looking for some more fun. And so we quite literally decide to paddle straight into these little waves. And, <laughs> and we were <laughs> laughing our little butts off about how the kayak is wiggling at the waves and we're, we're going up and down <laughs> like like just pure fun we lose track of time doing this and next thing we know well, is it's been like a half hour at that yeah time. it's been like a half hour and we decide it's time to go back in back to shore. and as we're deciding to go back we realize that we're pretty far out in the ocean so she starts paddling and we're still, still leisurely talking, not a care in the world, paddling back. And it takes about maybe three minutes for us to realize that we have not gotten any closer. Yeah, we're still out in the ocean, still within the reef, no big deal. Keep in mind, once again, like second time in the ocean and in our entire lives. So we're like, oh, haha. Yeah, I'm also terrified of the ocean. I was. I've conquered that fear, but I was terrified of the ocean. I was terrified of sharks. The list goes on. So I am pretty quickly realizing that this is turning into my worst nightmare. <laughs> and I start to take paddling seriously now at this point because we were just pretty chill about it. And then it's after seriously paddling. That's when the panic starts. Because all hell breaks. Serious paddling. And we realize we are not only any closer. We are actually further. <laughs> we are not making progress. We are sucked down in the middle of the ocean. And new enough to realize that we are stuck in a riptide. And, you know, you hear online and I don't know, whatever, on the internet that... <laughs> You're not supposed to paddle straight at the rip current, so we're going, like, diagonal and yeah. horizontal and trying everything. In vain. Efforts <laughs> to move forward are not working. We get sucked out over the reef. Past the red flag. Past, there's red flags that you're not supposed to go past. We're over the reef. We're can't past see the, the people flag. on the beach anymore. Arya's out of the kayak. Wait, wait, not yet. <laughs> not yet. You've... First, we get out there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this, we are completely fine. Grace, genius Grace, who wanted Instagram pictures, brought her phone on the kayak. We are completely fine. We will just call oh. our caring parents, and they will come <laughs> rescue us. So, I get Grace's phone. Grace, at this moment, is indisposed, and by that, I mean hysterically crying. So, I decide that I should be the one to call our mother. <laughs> straight to voicemail not even a ring it's just straight to voicemail i'm like that's okay backup parent we'll call our stepdad stepdad's name is chris i look up chris in grace's contact list guess how many there are <laughs> four of them and i'm like well obviously it's gonna be the first chris because this is our stepdad and should be like in the contacts well recently i call the first chris i'm not even not even consulting Grace at this point, because once again, she's not having a good time. Not there anymore. Not in the headspace <laughs> for a phone call. I call the first Chris. It rings a little bit, and then it answers, and I go, help! <laughs> We're stuck out here! Help! And in the background, you can hear Grace screaming now at this point. And this dude on the other end of the phone goes, what? What? <laughs> 
And that was not the what of our stepdad. I did not recognize his voice. So I immediately hung up. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. I don't know who you are. I think about are, that but... every single time we tell this story. Because there's a poor man somewhere out there in the world. Just keep in mind, huge time difference here. So here it was like four in the afternoon. Stateside, that would be like 3 a.m. Sometime in the early morning. Not an appropriate time to be getting a call from two girls screaming hysterically and then hung up. And then hanging up. So I think we probably traumatized. Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I hang that up. I find the right Chris. Call him nothing. (laughs) He, unlike the fake Chris, did not answer the phone. Yeah, so here we are out here with a phone. At this point, we should have called 911. We do look back at this story, and we quite literally almost drowned. So there are a few things that I would do differently. Like, oh, you had a phone. Why didn't you call 911? Well, do you know how embarrassing that would have been for a teenage girl? <laughs> I would. We literally chose drowning. We chose drowning over calling 911. I would not do that again. Anyways, <laughs> we're out there. Nobody's answering. We're drifting further we and further. over the reef. We are so far in the middle of the ocean that we cannot see the beach anymore. We can see the island. We can see the tops of the trees. We cannot see the beach. We are in the open ocean. The water has gone from warm and to freezing to freezing and cold. Dark. And keep in mind, this entire time, Please. aside from the brief intermission of a phone call, we are paddling our hearts out. We have one paddle, <laughs> but we are exhausting ourselves. We're we are going all out. We're <laughs> inhaling salt water. At this point, it's been like an hour. Fear has set in. I'm coping by, I'm hysterical, <laughs> screaming. Instead of screaming, Arya's just laughing. It's my coping mechanism. So she's coping that. I'm, I'm coping this way. A hot mess. Aria falls point, outside the closet. Somebody rocks the boat. <laughs> it is unknown which. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We both end up outside of the kayak. And all I have to say is, I was the only one dedicated enough to get back in. I raced me in that water for 0.5 seconds. I don't seconds think my ass even completely touched it before it was already back out. Fear will do that. Fear will do that to you. So then I'm like, okay. You stay still while I climb back in. And she goes, no. Well, we tried that one time and you almost rocked me out of the boat again. So that was not going to happen. So now she goes, no. I'm like, what again, do you mean, no? If I could go back, I would do things differently. Mm-hmm. Fear brings out the worst in you. I was not going to let her back in that boat if it My meant me rocking. sister leaves me in this left. dark freezing i can't even see my feet kicking underneath me and she's like i have an idea instead of you climbing into the safety of the kayak how about i paddle and you kick your little heart out against the back of the kayak keep in mind i'm a terrible swimmer yeah that Especially, lasted about five minutes because yeah. aria quite literally almost drowned she slipped off the kayak and she was like come back as i'm paddling, well, okay. paddling. once and again she- once again we've been at this for hours, hours i can hardly <laughs> hours i can hardly breathe or move we're exhausted i've never exercised this much of my life yeah so she falls off the back and i'm paddling so hard that i'm the kayak isn't moving but she gets sucked out and then has to start screaming for me to come back and i at first say no No. because 
we had worked the past 30 minutes to make 20 feet of gains and stopping for one second was really going to set us back. But then I turn around and I see her head bobbing up and down in the water. And she's like inhaling, drowning as she's drowning. So, Don't sugarcoat it. You leave me to drown. I go help. You go no. So I, I stopped paddling. You said the words, I am not coming back for you. But then I realized you're almost dying, so I stopped paddling, and that one second right. of paddle just sucked us right where we needed to be. Um, I start throwing up water. But yeah, yeah, so long story short, we're on this kayak. One of us is on this <laughs> kayak. Okay. We're out there, <laughs> and finally, a boat going to the neighboring island of Tinian is driving in the middle of the ocean and comes across us and goes, do you need help? And Grace was on that boat before they finished their sentence. <laughs> like I said, I, I asked to trust safety. Water. <laughs> leaves to safety. Leaves me bobbing in the water, now keeping a kayak from floating oh, away. Care about the kayak. Oh, the, we forgot the paddle. There was an incident where we were both in the water and I held the paddle, but the shadow of the paddle looked like something big swimming in the water. And I was like, oh my God, it's chasing us. I'm swimming. And Ari is like, where is it? I'm like, oh, right behind you. (laughs) It was just the paddle. (laughs) I think my favorite quote from this story, that my favorite moment is, these kind, sweet gentlemen bring us back to the beach and they're like, you really, this beach is known for riptide. You can't be out here like this. What were you thinking? And we're like, obviously we weren't thinking. Thank you so much. And we're walking on the beach. We've been gone for like two hours at yeah, this point. At least. Our parents were on the beach. They couldn't see us for two hours. They know we went out and that they that we were gone. And everyone's just chilling. Um, but we get back and we're like, traumatized there's still tears and snot all over my face oh my God. we can't talk because our throats have been scratched up by the salt water like, we're covered in bruises from flipping the kayak traumatic event we get back we're doing the walk of shame across the beach dragging our kayak with us while everyone's looking at us knowing what happened and we get to our mom and she goes i saw you on that stranger's boat i can't believe you girls would just get on somebody's boat they like they could have kidnapped you i was like are you serious they could have kidnapped they could have kidnapped us just like we could have drowned <laughs> we almost just like we could have just like we were drowning they could have, yeah. i was like you have no idea what we just went through we we almost drowned did you not notice that we were gone for two hours oh well, we just it's thought you two hours we just thought you were enjoying yourselves and we're like we need to go home like we're right sick now we're sick. This has been the worst day of our lives. It almost ended our lives. Can you please take us home? And they're like, no, we're going to enjoy the rest of the beach day. So we went and sat in the car. So we went and cried in the car. We like sat there in shock, tears still like silently. And it really was that bad. Like at first I thought I was exaggerating the situation a little bit, uh, but we truly almost drowned. <laughs> so that was day one on Saipan. Uh, we're not drowning in the ocean anymore. We have conquered that fear. We have built a knowledge of what riptides look like. Uh, but we are now drowning in dogs everywhere. But that's the fun of it. That's what keeps us here. So we've told this story to every single person in our life. It always comes up one way or another. Everyone's always shocked and horrified at our behavior, disbelief in the random situations we find ourselves in. And that 
is what has inspired us to make this podcast because our lives out here are just, it's the most unrelatable, relatable thing. Right. Of like we're, exper- we're going through, you know, like the coming of age stories and high school and growing up, but it's on a remote island. But like when Aria ditched school, she goes on a boat. Pulls up it goes to, to a, an uninhabited smaller island. Yeah, like just absolutely ridiculous with the amount of dogs that we're dealing with. It's it's insane. <laughs> Moral of the story is, regardless of whether you may also happen to own a dog rescue or not, you may enjoy this. Yeah, if you maybe you just have to own a dog rescue or even a dog, you can hate dogs. You can hate dogs. dogs. You shouldn't, but you can. Sometimes hate dogs. We are actually trying to end the boonie dog population. But whether you're here from our boonie babies TikTok accounts or you're just looking for some relatable laughs, you should check out our podcast and keep listening next week. Don't forget to like and share, and we'll see you later.